Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a Wonderful time of the year. It's Christmas time, y'all. Episode 542. Wonderful time of the year. Yes. Every time somebody listens to this podcast, Anthony gets his wings. <laughs> Why did he turn into Sean Connery all of a sudden? Yeah, what the fuck was that all about? Oh, my Jimmy Stewart's out of practice. Every time. Yeah, uh, that, was, that doesn't sound like the, Jimmy Stewart. The Sean Connery and Jimmy Stewart is now my favorite. <laughs> Your money's in his house. What's uh, in his house? What was the family guys? We're gonna take you out of that school. <laughs> uh, but this is episode five forty two for December seventeenth, two thousand and eighteen. Uh, and yeah, it's almost Christmas. And in fact, next week's episode would come out on Christmas Eve, so we may not do a show next week because you know, holidays, y'all. But on the show this week, we have Ida Wombert. Yep. We have the Walmack. <laughs> the Walmack. <laughs> we have Anthony. Zuzu's yeah. pedals. I don't even know. I what's only going borrowed your Humvee. <laughs> oh, fuck. I need to watch that movie. It's so good. Uh, but yeah. Uh, video games. There's a lot of them. Surprisingly, a lot of indie games in December. Yeah, we'll I'm talk, not surprised. We'll talk about some of them. Some of them are good. Some of them are... Anthony, you want to talk about some video games? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Some of um, them are... Uh, <sighs> so, uh, now I can talk about it. Oh, boy. Everybody, Earth Defense Force 5 came out. It's like Earth Defense Force 4. That's it. All right. <laughs> I'm so glad there was Holy an embargo. Sh- <laughs> right. Uh, so not only that, like, so I w- looked at him and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm crazy. And I pull up like the same because spoiler, I guess if you haven't played them, there's giant lizards at some point. Pulled up pictures. I'm like, you know, the one in five sure looks like the one in four. It's identical. So I don't even know. I mean, what. those are those are the dynasty warriors of. Like alien shooter yeah, game for sure, and I and uh, well, I'd say it's a little bit different because there's every, every time you blink, there's a new Dynasty Warriors game. Um, Earth Defense Force is only made by one company, and they make like one every two or three years. Oh, there's so, a lot of Earth Defense Force games, though. There are, but a lot of them are remakes, and they're on like a portable console. It's, it's, it's so shit. there's like four of them on the 360. Come on, no, there's two on 360. There's two on 
PS3, and one of them is the same one. Insect Armageddon was on Xbox 360 and PS3. Uh, 2025 is on PS3, and 2017 was on 360. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really don't care that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> if you want to play, if you want to play Earth Defense Force Five, but don't want to pay full fucking price for it, hey, everybody, Earth Defense Force Four is like thirty bucks. I like when that game was a shmup. Uh, it still is if you play the one class. Um, if you play as the actually, there's two classes that are really like full on shooters. Um, no, 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 the, shmup. Oh, you mean the Earth Defense Force for the Super Nintendo? Yes. Yeah, yes. it's not even related to this. That is, I don't know where, like, that. if you look, I don't even think that's made by the same, or published by the same people, so I don't know how they got away with publishing and under the Earth Defense Force title. Um, you do realize that that game was before these games, right? Yeah, no, what I'm saying is I don't know how that the owners of that original Super Nintendo game didn't, they probably didn't issue. care. They probably didn't care. Yeah, that's pretty, That's fair. Because like I know that it was originally like this here, uh, Earth Defense Force. The new one was originally called Monster Attack uh, in Europe. So, um, but these games haven't changed since PS2. Really, um, I it was like one thing I will say. I was going through Earth Defense Force Five and went, you know, one thing maybe they fixed it. Like there's no slowdown. Oh my god, like, normally by now this game would be chugging with the amount of stuff on, and then there was one mission where it got so bad, I was like, there we go. That's what this game's known for. Way too much shit and explo- way too many enemies and explosion on screen. It's um, There's some neat set moments, but yeah, like, just wait for this to go on sale and buy four if you have any interest. Um, I uh, actually, right before I came on, I had to help someone with, uh, a part in Bendy and the Ink Machine. Um, so, uh, that game looks... I like the aesthetic of that game, but man, that game does not interest me at all. Um, I still don't even I know ra- what that game is. Is it like a horror it's, game? It's, yeah, it's like... Um, see, Amnesia's not a great... It's more like Penumbra, which was like the team that made Amnesia's original series. Um, Can where you die? You, yes. <sighs> What kills you? Is it like creatures? Uh, or is mod- it like yeah, creatures. Okay, can you fight them? Uh, not in the moment, but you like distract them and stuff. The the, the reason why I wouldn't say it's like amnesia is because amnesia, when the monster comes to you, you have to just run. Um, you can hide from them in this, and you can like distract them with cans and stuff. From what I've seen of it, um, I like the sort of cartoon aesthetic. I definitely understand why people would like this. But, um, and, and there, there actually seems to be a, a game in there. It's not just like jump scares. Um, there's like a little, I had to play a shooting gallery for someone, um, which by the way, the leg with, uh, it's not, uh, share play made that very hard. Um, oh, yeah. Was, so I had to memorize where the targets came up and have my cursor there already. Um, uh, but uh, it looks like there's more to it than just, you know, the standard, I guess, amnesia-like game. But, uh, yeah, just it, it's kind of got a Bioshock feel to it as well because of the era that all the people working on the cartoons were in. So you find audio logs and everything. Um, it's neat. I like the uh, design of it, though, more than the actual game itself. 
Like Bendy's a neat character. <laughs> Bendy. Yeah, like he, he looks like an old like uh, early Disney cartoon, unlike uh, Cuphead, which is based off of like Fleischer cartoons. Um, Steamboat Willie. Yeah, they have that sort of eye and everything. Um, so that that's kind of neat, but eh. uh, I've turned on the Spyro trilogy. Um, I like what they've done with the music. It's interesting to see the changes that they've done. I only played the Sunny Villa from 3 because that's my favorite track from all the Spyro games. I just wanted to hear the remastered version of it. Um, they did a lot of work on that game. Uh, I think that game uh, suffers a bit from trying to be too much like the original. They should have just pulled that camera out a little bit more, especially now that everything's not as simplistic as it was on the PS1. So you don't get to see as much um, because it was like just flat surfaces on the PS1 version. Um, and now they've added foliage and everything. Um, they should have pulled that camera just out slightly so you could see more of the screen. Or you could um, see more of the subtitles. I didn't play it. I didn't notice any issues, but there was also a patch. So, um, I, I don't, didn't I need don't subtitles. That, if subtitles were added, I'm sure we would have heard about it on the Twitter. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm just trying to go in. So, I played AstroBot finally. Yeah, you I, did. Now, I finished two worlds complete. Yes. I got all the chameleons in world. Uh, uh, I got all the chameleons and robots in world one and two. Um, I just keep going. If I miss something, I just go through that level again right away. Um, the soundtrack is fantastic. Oh my god, it's adorable. That um, game is so good. Did, I can't that, remember. I think the whale is world three. So you haven't done the whale yet, right? No, but oh. the first time, like you, the first time you go on the water in. Uh, World two, level yeah. two, I think. Yeah, and the, the, that bo- so that bothered me. Yeah, going into water. Um, <laughs> because and I know this sounds absurd to some people. I don't have a fear of water. I have a fear of like dark water or deep water, like open ocean type stuff bothers me. Um, because I can't see what's at the bottom. It's just, it's just this abyss of like nothing below me, and in one part of that level, you are I'm just going into the ocean, and I went, oh, there it is. I don't like this. So, um, the World 2 is when the shark is swimming to the right, right? Yes. Did you look to see him when you were there? Y- yes. Yeah, that's cool shit. Um, I liked all the boats in the background, too, and everything. There's all... This game is so... Like, the first, <laughs> the first level, I had the shit scared out of me. Because something pops up, it comes back later in that world. Yep. Um, and I just went, ha! Ah! And started laughing. <laughs> because it's not, like, intentionally scary, but it is supposed to be this, like, oh my god moment. Um, it's very Yeah, large. that game plays well. That game, like, the, the soundtrack in the first cave level had me, like, oh my god, this is fantastic. It's, I'm hoping, not only do I hope that there's a sequel to this game in VR, but I, I hope that they are, they figure out a way to take this and do some other stuff with this character in this sort of environment. Because even even the stage design themselves are fun. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't feel... VR is necessary for this rendition, but I feel like you could do this character and have something else with him. Because it's just fun to play as him. Like, I like the fact that he has a little jet pack and everything. He can only take one hit. 
So you have to be very careful, but it's not hard to avoid taking damage and stuff. Um, but like the world that he's in is really interesting too. The way everything's sort of a robot. Um, like the vulture has robot eyes. The only thing that doesn't isn't a robot are the aliens, which are introduced very early on, um, like in the opening sequence. Um, one level that I was really surprised at though was a uh, roller coaster. Yeah, that's a that's a neat level. That was I didn't know what to expect from that, and then like playing that, I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty awesome set. Um, I also like what they've done by introducing the boss character in an earlier stage. Each each world now has introduced the boss character in some way, and then they bring them back for the final level. And every boss fight is completely different. Like, the first one was the teeth. The teeth, yeah, which is notorious, because I think everybody's talked about it. Yeah, and then um, there's the... I can't remember which stage the bird is, but the bird's been the hardest one by far. Um, that's probably World... Touched the, okay, so that's got to be World 3. I haven't even... Well, I was going to say, I haven't even touched the... Um, challenge worlds yet either those are cool because they implement things you've done like you haven't even seen all the mechanics of the game yet um later on in the game you got to play like soccer with your head yes i did that already yeah that's, that's, that's one that's, of the challenges that's, that's that's when you come up from the water yeah you, yeah uh, yeah that those become regular enemies and they also oh, okay that's pretty awesome i didn't like the bees the bees were oh the bees with out. the stingers because yeah you, you have to dodge yeah. out of the way first um but okay, there's one thing that this game does that I don't think any other VR game has done yet, really. Um, actually, that's not true. My favorite VR game up until now was Static, and Static had a bit of what this is. Uses It uses the VR in a way that makes you, like, you look around, you have to look around your environment. And when you figure stuff out, by being in that space, it feels far more satisfying than just figuring out a puzzle in a video game. Um, so that the level with the roller coaster, I I was missing one of the little robots, and I didn't realize he was like straight to the left of me when I started. Mm-hmm. And figuring out, oh, that's why they did that later in the stage. I was like, oh. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Um, I think it's in the second stage in this game. In this game, like I'm not going past World Two. I won't speak anything more about the uh, World Two. Um, but in the second stage of the game, there's an airplane that flies overhead, and you can hit it down and stuff. And all the little, all, all the little trophies that you get for just playing around in VR, like um, when you go underwater, you can bring Astrobot right up to your face. Yep, and he gets stuck on and your a, and he gets stuck on your visor, and you have to shake him <laughs> off. And and so we go, you come back out of the water, and you have algae over your head, over your face. You can shake your head, the, and you shake your head, but it won't come off because it's stuck. That game um, is that the, game is too good. Yeah, the flowers. You look at some of the flowers; they'll dance for you. And if you stop looking at them, they stop dancing. And then if you turn back to them, they'll notice that you're looking at and start dancing. And what's really weird is they'll copy your head motion like one to one. It's this game is charming. It, like Astrobot himself is adorable. As he runs by, he sees that you're looking and he waves. Um, the little things that the other robots are doing, 
like sometimes they're, they're sometimes they're in distress, but then sometimes the things they're doing tells you that they don't care for the scenario. And that little crane game in the spaceship, looking at those models, I want some of those. <laughs> they're so neat. They're like they're super detailed. Like you can actually bring. I all I did was like close one eye and like I that was pretty high res image of like those little models and I'll just rotate them around and take a look at them. They're pretty neat. Uh, and then they do something with inside, like inside the spaceship. I haven't caught a full set yet to know exactly, but yeah, they changed it's, like it's a really the, neat game. They changed like the, the layout of the spaceship. Yeah. But I don't know if you get something for getting all of them other than like a trophy or something. But Yeah. Um, I don't know that. That like, game just, is sorry. so good. It's just, so yeah, good. it really is. It's, it's by far the best VR experience um that i've played and i again i love static i recommend static it's like 20 bucks um anybody that likes puzzles um it's basically what i'd say is the closest thing you'll get to a portal vr sort of experience just the the tone and scenario of that all it doesn't obviously play with portals but uh the demo's available and i suggest everybody try the demo and if you like the demo that's a game everybody should play but astrobot is a must buy there's if you have a vr you're you're doing yourself a disservice by not buying uh, astrobot um uh, now i now i get to talk about Gree. okay um there's a lot of hy- uh, hyperbole or if you prefer to call it hyperbole nobody um, calls it hyperbole uh, you'd be surprised uh, stop Just people stop. that say it wrong yeah um yeah uh there's a lot of hyperbole, and um, they're saying it's a masterpiece. And don't get me wrong, this game is beautiful. But there's a lot of time in that game that I felt was wasted doing nothing. And there's moments uh, that are great platforming. So obviously the people that made it know how to make a game. They know how to animate. Because this game looks like a um, comic from the French artist Mobius. Um, he did a bunch of Silver Surfer stuff, so you might be familiar with him through that. I think he also did stuff for Heavy Metal. Um, he had a very unique art style. The game looks like that, but in motion. It's very pretty. And there's moments of like just really good puzzle platforming. Um, nothing like um, Another World, though. It's, it's, it's kind of straight, basic, like figuring out how to jump um, and use some of the abilities that you have to um, get through sections. But there's n- so much of that game that just kind of wants to show off itself visually that I went, this could be a better platformer simultaneously. Um, and then towards the end, I just stopped sort of caring about how pretty it was. Like, you don't, the visuals only carry you so far. Um, and what ends up happening is you just start like, oh, now I'm playing a game that's only mediocre. Like, it's by no means bad. It's not a bad game. But there's just, mo- like, there's this part of me that was out of it. And especially when, I guess it's okay if it was a game that was very linear. Like, I kind of always was moving left to right. Like, say, Limbo or Inside, um, which both had collectibles. This game has collectibles, but you kind of enter a hub world at one point, but you can never go 
back to those old areas or I didn't, don't know how I'd get back to them. At one point, one area was flooded. So I assume I ain't going back um, and I missed something. So maybe there's another ending, but I also don't know what this story was about. There's no dialogue. There's no text. It was like, you decide. Can we stop that? Can we stop having me decide what a story is? Because by the like, all I can assume is I didn't write a full story, so I'm gonna let you assume. Um, yeah. So at the end of the game, I went, "All right, it's done. That's it." Like I didn't understand what was going on, and I'm sure someone out there will go, "Well, you're dumb. You didn't listen." I don't give a shit. This game wasn't that great, anyways. So it didn't have a great story, and it wasn't the best platformer it could be either. So why would I recommend it? Um, if it ever goes on sale and you want to see something that's amazing animation, go for it. But um, you, if you want to play a game that also looks pretty, uh, Cuphead, that's kind of how I feel about this. Is like There's games that look pretty and play well, and then there's Gree who isn't sure if it wants to be just an art project or an actual video game. So it's not really great at either. And that's it. Like, I I don't know what else to say about Gree, and then that's the Dude, end of my game wrong. list. So. You're wrong. You know what? That's fine. Game I of mean, the people, year. People I'm... like Twin People Listen, people like Twin Peaks, and I'm going to be honest with you. Does anybody know what's actually going on other than, like, him just stringing you along? I don't. I've never watched Twin Peaks, and I've never played Gree, so I can't. I've never watched Twin Peaks either. Everybody raves about that show, but I've never watched. I never it. saw the first peak. Well, they still. <laughs> they, they, it, wow. Oof. Um, <laughs> the, the the thing is, is like, so just kind of to explain Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks never finished the story. The story, and then it came back for a season, and concluded like didn't wrap up anything. Sounds like quality Great. television. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the issue I have with uh, the next Shenmue game all along. It's just like, you might only have one chance, so finish the fucking story. He's not going to finish the story. No, he's not going to finish the story. He has 14,000 more chapters to go through. Anyways, it's just, um, yeah, I like to have my story to some, some extent explained. And then you can leave holes. You can't just have no, like, you can't say nothing and be like, you decide. Fuck off with that. <laughs> Fuck off, you know? Just... You decide. It's the same as splattering art on a canvas and saying, like, it's, you know, you have to pull out what it means. Like, dude, it means you're lazy and you splattered art on a canvas. <laughs> like, fuck. Alright, we're moving Anthony's on. in a bad mood. Yeah, clearly, we're moving on. Uh, Wombat, what did you play? Um, really, honestly, only Red Dead. Um, I was trying to think if I played anything else, uh, and I did not. I didn't play anything else. Have you... Uh, At least not anything worth talking about. Have you finished Chapter 6? Nope. It's a long... I'm still still working through it. Yeah, it's a long chapter. Yeah. So I'm still... Still making my way through it, but I'm enjoying it so far. So, um, I'm uh, 
hoping that I can finish up chapter six here real soon and, uh, and then, uh, move on with the rest of the game and, uh, hopefully finish it up sometime probably after Christmas, but, uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. That's all I played. Um, I plan on, um, picking up, I saw that, uh, the only thing really that I'm, I'm thinking about getting, uh, in this, the, the big PlayStation holiday sale, oddly enough, is, uh, they put Mega Man Legends 2 on sale for $3. Um, it's normally 10 so I'll probably pick that up, because I, I don't actually own Legends 2. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I mean, really it. I hate, hate to be that boring, but, uh, I really, <laughs> I'm just, my concentration from a video gaming standpoint is trying to get through Red Dead. Yeah, I don't blame you, because it's... It's uh, a long one. It's a big game. All right, uh, I checked out a few things. Nothing super exciting. Uh, I played the Final Fantasy XV uh, Comrades game. The online? Yeah, I went through and created yeah. character and got into the world. It felt good to get back in that world. Um, Especially, you know, not being Noctis, you know. I like Noctis, but I understand. Well, I spent like 50 hours with Noctis. Yeah, I spent 175. Yeah, so I'm I'm good with Noctis. It was cool to create my own character and get into that world, and like I like the premise of the multiplayer because you got to restore power to the world. Yeah. So I think that's kind of neat. Well, it, it's it's kind of uh, interesting because it takes place between the time jump. Yep, it's been two years, folks. I'm I'm not spoiling anything, but there's a time jump in. 15 um and uh it takes place within that what i think 10 years yeah it's a so, while because old noctis got a beard yeah like i mean they kind of spoiled on the cover now of uh the new version of Final what's Fantasy also in the 15. intro if you if you can remember that far back that's the opening mission oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah that's right they tarantino that shit so. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's interesting because yeah, it takes place in that time and it does work into the central plot of the game. And what's neat is it's the world that you don't get to explore after that time jump. Yeah, and it's also, it's, I don't know, it just it feels different because it's not the main characters. So, I don't know. I think it's neat, um, and you can play it with friends or you can play it solo. Which I also enjoy. And it plays like Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. It's still the X to block, you know, hold the B button to attack. Com- yeah, and... combos are done with, by just moving the analog stick. Yeah, it's... It, if you hated Final Fantasy XV's combat, this isn't going to change your mind about anything, but it's... I suggest Final Fantasy XIV. If you hate Final Fantasy XV's combat. Yeah, Final Fantasy XIV is so good. Um... I also booted up the it kind of stealth release the Atari Flashbacks Volume Three. Well, it's not stealth if no one cared. I cared. Why? I know somebody yeah. specifically who told me they were going to try and buy that game this week. So. Yeah. But it's okay. So is it Atari licensing from like other companies finally, or is it still just the Atari games? Well, I mean, there's 50 games on it. I think it's just Atari games though. Because, like, Atari's actual catalog of games they made is, like, one collection at best. There's, a, there's 50 games on this one alone. There's been 50 on the previous two, so there's This is volume three? Yeah, there's 50 on each one, so there's 150 total, and I only know that because the Switch version came out 
<clears throat> and it's all 150 games for 40 bucks. There's no volumes to it. So, I mean, I enjoy these things just for the nostalgia of going in and playing these games for like 5 or 10 minutes. Because I'm going to tell you real real straight up that uh, there's no way in hell I could play a whole game of any of these games. Because some of them are real bad. Well, that's... So that's kind of my point is like these games for like outside of the, you know, centipede, millipede, uh, crystal castles, um, asteroids, let's say pong. <laughs> breakout. You know, some people just like to enjoy the nostalgia of the games that they grew up with. Come on. Uh, <clears throat> it, yeah. It, it's one of those, like, I wish they would pay the little bit of money to get the Atari versions of some of those old like Frogger, is it so every is it somebody's favorite? It could very well be. I know there's multiple versions for the different consoles. It's just the, when I look at the Atari, it's like, oh yeah, like oh you don't have any of the stuff though that's owned by another company now. Like uh, they don't have Pitfall. Like motherfucker, you know? I just enjoyed some bleeps and bloops. Get off my case. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I I picked that up. It was like twenty bucks for fifty games. I'm like, that's. Wouldn't it be, cr- but wouldn't it be crazy if you get Donkey Kong, the old twenty six hundred terrible version of Donkey Kong? You know what? I I kind of don't want that version. No. I'm just gonna play it on my NES. Like so. asking for the twenty six hundred version of Pac Man. Yeah, nobody wants that. Uh, I also played Metal Slug Five because they put that out on PS4 and Xbox One this week. I do love me some Metal Slug. I can't remember if I ever actually played 5. Um, I know I've played 1, 2, and XX like 6,000 times, but I don't know that I've ever actually played 5. So that came out this week, so I picked it up. Um, I booted up the orange box because I watched uh, uh, Plug, but I watched Danny O'Dwyer's um, documentary from Noclip about the Half-Life series, and it kind of made me want to play Half-Life, and I remembered that... Um, they updated the orange box for 4K on Xbox One X, so it was one of the X-enhanced backwards compatible games. So booted that up. Half-Life 2 looks real good in 4K. Like that game has has aged well. Uh, the gameplay still a little archaic at times. It was obviously very, you know, revolutionary for its time, but well, it played a lot like one. <clears throat> Right, and then like they had the new physics engine, so they're like, "We're gonna do things with the physics engines, but it's still gonna play like Half Life One." Yeah, no, absolutely, and and you know those are, I mean, it's literally like the blueprint of old PC games, and that's fine. I I enjoy going back to those games. I mean, I sat down and played it for like an hour. I made it all the way up out of City, or, or like after you get past City Seventeen, and I was like, "Yeah, the boat this... ride." Hmm. You did the boat ride. Yeah, I was in the I was oh, in the sewers yeah. on the boat ride. I mean, that's how long I played it, and I've played through that game many times. It was just like I just kept playing. I'm like, oh, I like this game. I like this game. It's one of my favorites. So you know, it was it was a good to go back to that. See it in 4K. I hadn't booted it up since they added the patch. So you want to hear something crazy? There's a bunch of modders that are <laughs> are making Half Life Two in the Half Life engine. That's stupid. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> It's actually pretty. It's pretty weird to see them build the physics, like the gravity gun, using the physics of Half Life One. 
Interesting. I wouldn't say good idea, but it's interesting. I played a couple of indie shooters this week. I played that Desert Child that everybody's been going on about. It's like a hover bike shooter game. It's a weird game. I don't know how I feel about that game. Uh, it has a lot of, like... I almost want to say it tries to feel edgy because, like, the title screen comes up and the dude's like, this motherfucker going to have to ride this motherfucker. And I'm like, what What are we doing? <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> you just picture that the the start screen come up, they do that, and just you going out loud. What the fuck is this? That's kind of how I felt because it boots that up and it like shows this guy and he's like holding a gun or something, smoking a cigarette, and he's like, "This motherfucker donor dude." I was like, Ugh! "You're like a pixel art indie like hover." I don't even know what's. It's a weird game. He looks like he's been pulled out of flashback. The quest for identity. Yeah, it's. I don't know. And then I played through in its entirety in one sitting a game called Lazy Galaxy Rebel Story. Before we get off of Desert Child, I'm looking at a screenshot. It looks like the bike portion of um, Battletoads. Yeah. I mean, oh. it plays better, obviously. but Yeah, it's hard not to. But yeah. yeah, so Lazy Galaxy, sorry. Lazy Galaxy Lazy. Rebel Story is a... <clears throat> A horizontal shoot 'em up, and you go through the levels, you know, just normal shooting stuff. But every level you rescue somebody, so you get like a new pilot. So then you add them to your repertoire. You can have up to three total ships, and you can switch their um, like their uh, what's their their flight pattern. So you can have them go vertical up and down, or you can have them go horizontal left to right. And you do that to kind of switch in between the bullet hell. Which is kind of cool, but it's very short. It took me like I'd say less than an hour to finish one run of that game, and it's very much like a—I um, don't, I don't want to call it roguelite because you don't have to start over when you finish. Uh, but each level you get like this power up you can pick. So like after you beat the boss, you get this thing that says, "Hey, uh, you get this, and you have five percent more attack power," or you pick this up and you gain special meter this much faster. And, um, it was it was a neat game. Uh, it felt really short because it, obviously it was it was under an hour. But I enjoyed what I played of it. And then I played a game I didn't enjoy so much. It's called Plague Road. And this is a I guess it's a rogue game because when you die, I guess you go back to the farm. But it's like you you're on this road and you're trying to you're a doctor trying to get to a town to save people. The combat is turn based. So when you get into a fight, you're on a grid, and you have to move around the grid and then take your turn. Um, guess who does a voice in this game? Melon North. When it came up, I was like, I recognize this voice. Who is this? Who is this? I was like, I think I know who this is, so I had to look it up to make sure. It's Jim Sterling. Oh, fuck. And I want to say, this game is fucking shit. He shits on so many games, and he put his voice in this pile of garbage. This, I mean, I listen. This game is bad, like to the point he's where he's a sellout. This is no. no let me let me just have it. He's a sellout. I mean, this is he will he jumps on anything he can, and if there's no controversy, he'll make some. Like this is the game that's been on the Switch for a very long time, and they keep trying to get rid of it by selling it for, like, 50 cents. 
Oh no, this is this is actually they're not trying to get rid of it. This is actually their probably their business method. The game was probably super cheap to make because they did that shit on the Wii U and they do it on the 3DS and Nintendo doesn't stop them from having the game on sale all the time. But this oh, game we're just came out on down, so. they actually put it on Xbox. That's where I play it cuz I get all the ID games every week. Right, yeah. So I got a code for this can like you, I was can you, can you hand that one back? So it's funny because like I'd seen this game on sale on Switch for so long and I kept looking at it like, "Oh, dude, it's only a dollar. It can't be that bad." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, it's a dollar. It's probably that bad." Yeah, I think I lucked out once and got like the 80s Overdrive on the 3DS, which was a decent game. For I'll tell you a game that goes on sale a lot on Switch that's real good is a game called, I think it's called Kamiko. It's like a Zelda clone, but it's like regularly under $5, and it's really good. Um, but the two biggest games I played this week, the first one is a VR game that I reviewed. My first PS VR review, I'm playing Gungrave VR. Oh, here we go. So, this is not a very good video game. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's Gungrave. You know, you got your dude um, uh, with the hat shooting people. <laughs> yeah, so famous guy from Gungrave. Well, I would um, say with the coffin, but he doesn't have the coffin. Yeah. So it's the kind guy of with the hat. Um, it's basically five enemies like boss characters and you fight a wave before you fight the boss and it's like all the same dudes oh fun yeah and then you fight the boss and then you move on to the next level it's real short it's like maybe two hours and it's really not that interesting as far as a VR title goes it's fine you move with the left stick you can dodge um you tap the right stick to kind of turn in quarters. Um, and you move the reticle with your head. And then you shoot with the triggers. Um, there's special moves. One of them goes into first person. Or you're just aiming from a static position. It's just really not a whole lot for, you know, the $40 that they're charging for this thing. It's more expensive in Canada. But... If you're looking the price for of this, go buy Monster Boy. Yeah, if you're looking for a VR Which action game, do not play this game. Do not spend forty dollars on this game. It's not. It's not even a great VR game. It's just middle of the road as far as the VR goes. So, uh, and the other money on Astrobot. Spend yeah, spend buy Astrobot. In fact, the the PlayStation sale is back up uh, from the sixteenth, I think, to the twenty four, twenty sixth. You can get PlayStation VR for a hundred bucks off. So, hundred ninety nine dollars get you Moss and Astrobot, and you'll be happy. The last game I played, I didn't play a lot of it, but I wanted to talk about it, so I booted up Below. So I, so when <laughs> I was thinking, Below is not the game. I uh, thought it was. I have a lot of problems with this game. So, to start off with, that is the longest fucking intro of nothing I have ever seen in my life. I thought my game was either frozen or I was supposed to do something. Because it starts off with this really panned out view of a boat 
going through the ocean. And it, for a while, I was like, am I supposed to steer it? Am I supposed to press a button? And it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. And I'm like, okay. oh, my God. We brought God. up Half-Life earlier. Would you say this intro is shorter or longer, longer. than the original Half-Life? Longer. Fuck right off. It's long. It, I mean, it oh, is long. Wow. And it's because it's so drab. You're, you're just literally, like, zooming in to the... And this becomes the second part of my problem with this game. So, I knew what it was. It's basically, like, a, a top-down action game where it doesn't really tell you anything. And I get that, whatever. Not my cup of tea. I prefer to have a little direction. But the camera is panned so far out that I have a hard time telling what I'm... So, I go... You know, I land on the... the place, and immediately I push up on the right stick hoping it'll zoom in, because it just seems so far back, and I'm like, okay, so it doesn't zoom in, so I start pressing buttons, I'm like, okay, this does a dodge, this does attack, this pulls out my sword, like, this does a shield, you know, guard, I'm like, okay, this all makes sense, like, all of this stuff seems pretty straightforward as far as controls go, feels kind of like Zelda, okay, let's do this, and I'll deal with the camera later. So I go into the first cave, which is right by where you get off the boat, and I go in the cave, and from what I could tell, again, with the camera being so far back and the game being so damn dark, it looked like a bridge being attached to a rope. And I couldn't go forward. I'm like, okay, so maybe I'm supposed to attack the rope with my sword. Okay, my sword doesn't reach the rope. So I'm like, oh, I have a bow and arrow. So I quickly figured out how to switch to my bow and arrow. I tried to shoot the rope three times, didn't hit it any of the times, and now I'm out of arrows. I walk back outside, there's nowhere else to go, and I'm just kind of like, alright, I'm already frustrated, and I've been playing this game for 25 minutes, and I've done nothing, because the goddamn intro took so long. So I, at that point I turned it off, and I was like, you know what, that game seems like it could be cool, and I'm sure that people are going to love it, because it's one of those, oh, we didn't tell you how to do this, you had to figure it out on your own, ooh, so, so, so dangerous in the gaming world today. I'll just go play something that's straightforward for me. And I think that's my problem with a lot of games like that, is, like, I get what you're going for, but also, I don't think you realize how many people you instantly turn the fuck off when you do stuff like that. And you know what? You can sit out there in your little world and be like, well, that game's not for you. I'm like, fuck you. Any game should be for anybody. And if I was a developer, I'd want to make a game that everybody wanted to play. Yeah, I... So, uh, I want to go back and play dumb. this game. Like, I want to go back and play this once somebody tells me, like, well, here's how you're supposed to get... Because I feel like when you boot a game up, the first thing you should do is kind of get the player started. Like, give them a little push. Be like, here's how this works. We'll do some stuff later in the game that is more complex and combines these things. But when you just dump me somewhere and I'm like, you're just like, fuck you, just figure it out, man. Like, I immediately get turned off because, like like Ryan, I'm at a point in my life where if I'm going to play a game, you've got 15 to 20 minutes to pull me back in later. But if you piss me off and completely alienate me in the first 15 to 25 minutes, big chance I'm never going to play you again because I ain't got that kind of time to waste. That's true. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. So, um, I speaking of the... Um, 
design aspect of it. Uh, someone once broke down how ingenious the beginning of Super Mario Brothers is. Because if you, any, I think everybody's fucking played Super Mario Brothers. You should, if you haven't for some reason. But the way it introduces you, you start off as the regular size Mario. If you just run to the right, because there's no, a limited amount of buttons, you instantly hit the Goomba and die. But if you, so then you press the other button, it's jump. So you can jump over it. But when you jump over it, it's around the time you're around the blocks. And if you hit the block, the mushroom comes out. The mushroom goes to the right and drops down, hits the pipe, and comes back at you. There's very, it's somewhat difficult to miss. And by sheer accident, you might become bigger. It's now taught you, hey, enemies kill you if you run into them. So jump over them. Uh, If you jump and kill the Goomba, it tells you how to defeat those enemies. Uh, It tells you that mushrooms hit blocks because stuff might be inside. And it tells you that mushrooms make you bigger and allow you to take it. Yeah, it's, like it tells you all that in the first like five seconds of that game, and I feel like that is where people should start looking when you want to do the design without telling people what to do. Look at the best NES games. There was no direction. Yeah, you could flip through the book for sure, but at the same time, like some of those books didn't actually tell you anything. So, like, but within the game itself, it told you how to play. Super Mario Brothers, and just sending me off in a direction and going, hey, I'll figure it out. That's not enough. You need to design a portion. You don't have, you can do things without blatantly saying, press A to jump. You know, it's, I, I, I agree with you, that shit's annoying. Also, I thought this was deep down. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Below, deep down, you can understand the. Except the one of them was PlayStation exclusive, and one of them was Xbox exclusive. Ah, okay, well, yeah. So, um, I will tell you, I will literally like to to compliment your Mario conversation. There is one game that I go back to every time that I think about that teaches you perfectly everything that the game has to offer in the intro stage, and that's fucking Mega Man X. Yeah. 100%. Mega Man yeah, X's tutorial mission where you're running down the street that's being destroyed introduces you to every single mechanic that that game has. Yep. Perfectly. And if you fail, yeah. you do not go back and like lose all kinds of progress. You just learn from your mistake. Yep. That the I I feel like the Super Nintendo era was probably the best at doing that, teaching you the game by giving you well-designed levels that taught you the mechanics. Yep. I feel like by that time, they had learned some of the lessons from the NES era, but it wasn't to the point of the extreme hand-holding tutorial. Yeah, I hate uh, hand-holding tutorial. They absolutely like drive me insane. I'm like, I know how to jump. I know that you know if I press start, I'll pull up my inventory. I get all that stuff. Explain. See though, yeah, they... I'm the type of person, and I'm I I realize that I'm probably not in the majority anymore. But I'm the type of person that used to love my like 135 page manual on uh, PC in the early 90s. <laughs> like, if I had a dollar for every time I read through the Ultima manuals, um, just for fun, like not because I needed any information out of it, just because of the lore, um. So I I, I kind of miss the days of the big giant, even if it was somewhat unproductive instruction manual. Well, Ultima Seven, I think, like tells you how to mix potions, 
And oh, if you yep. don't have that, you don't have that book. You're fucked. Uh, that is true. That. Also... I only know that because my father has a cop. Well, had we had a copy of Ultima, and it was in a one of those clear Super Nintendo cases. Yep. Um, and uh, so we didn't have the box, and my dad had a photocopied manual from Nintendo. Nice. Stapled together. Yeah. The uh, yeah the so the Ultima eight or the uh, Ultima Underworld manual is basically also kind of doubles as a spell book. So you get the, your rune combinations there for your spells. Um, some of them, at least. So, yeah, they, that, those games have fantastic manuals. Yeah, I feel like today we don't get that kind of middle ground of explaining yeah. a game. We either get handhold you for 20 minutes, the most mundane bullshit... Or, or, or we, here you go, baby. Fend for yourself in the wilderness. Yeah, go die 37 times not having any fun until you figure out that you can do this obscure-ass fucking thing that nobody even hinted at. It's just... It's frustrating, especially when you sit down and you only have an hour to play a video game and you spend 25 minutes and you did nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's frustrating. But anyway, no, I I want to go back to that game. I kind of want it's one of those games that I think would be interesting to play, but I'm going to need the internet to kind of back me up on this. And I know I'll get a lot of flack for this. Like, yeah, yeah, just so just motherfucker, I'm old. Okay, I have a wife, I have a kid, I have a job. I I need some kind of direction when I play my video games. I need to have fun. I Yep. I am 26. And I feel the exact same way. Um, there, well, I mean, just on the sheer amount of video games alone. Yeah, there's too be, many of you them. You know what I mean? There's too many of them to be wasting time on stuff that I don't know what to do. Like, I'll go play some some game you don't deem as good as uh, said game that uh, everybody's raving about. You know why? Because that game doesn't... That, that, I saw somebody get really mad t- this week about making the comment of, like, this game doesn't respect my time, and they said that if you say that, you just don't have patience. Motherfucker, I, I don't have time. It's not patience, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, what? No. That's, it's a bit of both. Um, when a game, there's a, there's a big difference between a game, like, not respecting your time and, you know, taking a lot of your time not respect my time is like ah just fucking figure it out like that works with some games but for most games it doesn't and a lot of games use it wrong it's the same with games that uh decide to just be difficult for difficult sake um and i know people are going to be upset that i bring up dark souls but dark souls does it well you learn there's there's a method to the madness there and a lot of people just looked at that and said people like hard games and then made a bunch of hard games that don't have that, you know, sort of learning curve to it. Those aren't respecting my fucking time because they're just trying to be a pain in the ass the whole time. That's not fun. That's just annoying. Yep. I'm like, the first to tell you that I don't play the Dark Souls games and it's not because I don't respect them. I think they do an amazing job and they make me want to play them. I'm just not any good at them. But they do teach you how to play the game. Yes. In fact, that's actually a good example too. The first, the first Dark Souls. I can't speak for the uh, the second, um, and I don't remember the third um, at all. But they, uh, the first section of Dark Souls, sort of slowly rolls you into how the game works and its own separate environment. 
the you know the glowing piece that's how and they do give basics of like here's the control for this portion like press x or whatever but like it tells you the basics of that game in a way that is not so like just throwing you out into the world and going feel yep i've always I, respected the dark souls games and i've always wanted to play them i wish they would have an easy yeah. mode that's not a matter of learning how to play it that's just a matter of me not having the time to sink into it but i've never and criticized then- those games for being obscure or hard for the sake of being hard they actually are well designed but that's what i'm saying like the the the, the difference between uh waste like um you know wasting my time uh or not respecting it and just taking a lot of time are two different things one of them is i don't have enough time and the other one is i don't have enough time and you're now like trying to take the very little that i have to be an asshole and that's the games that don't fucking respect your time. Yep. But I, I, I will go back and revisit this game when it's one of those games I, I might downloaded. I was like I might have a like a little fact next to me. Like what am I supposed to do here? Because then I'll just play it. Is it is it a roguelike? I don't know. I didn't okay. die or because, anything, so Because one of the one of my favorite things is to pull up a good roguelike wiki and play with the wiki side by side. Yeah, Finding of Isaac. <laughs> but uh, that's that's really the majority. I mean, I could talk about Overwatch for an hour. If you, you played you played a little bit of uh, Monster, which I did too. Yeah, I I, I dove back into that. Like I'm going through the woods now. Like I really like that game, but yeah, that game is very hard. And I'm gonna continue to play it because I'm really enjoying that game. I want to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, I want to play some more of that game. Yeah, I I have to even say it's a bit. It's a bit harder in this than it is even in Wonder Boy 3, which is probably the hardest out of all the Monster World games. Um, because that pig has no range other than magic spells that run out. Yeah, that section with the, like, going through as the boy with the reflecting shield and the sword and all that sword. stuff, like, all that was real. It was challenging, but it wasn't hard. The pig is just hard because I just, I can't do anything. And it, it's not clear what enemies are easily hit from. So when you're in the sewers, I found the slimes. I could punch them until they got to the smallest form. But originally I was ducking to hit each of them because it just looked like it was going to go underneath my punch. Oh, just wait till you weird... get to the, the woods. There's an enemy. Oh, I'm at the woods. The, I know what the you're talking Lakitus about. The fucking Lakitus that throw the yeah. bombs that then go across the bottom of the floor. I'm like, you're oh, talking. Dude. Yeah, you're talking the uh, the clouds. Those, yes. are, those are a return from Wonder Boy 3. Yeah, They're fuck those things. Like, I'm just like, and it doesn't matter which way he shoots it. It always goes towards me. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, it's, um, that's the, that's the thunder cloud. There's the ones that drain fire, and then there's the thunder cloud. But yeah. that game is giving me checkpoints past each That's really true. hard section so I'm not like I'm I'm pushing through it so I don't um, know I want to so, play more of that game and I forgot to mention Gree only took me four hours speaking of games that you finished in one session I put, sat there for four hours and I played it and honestly I could have probably finished it in two had I not been looking for all the little bonuses that's a very short game as well alright uh, but let's talk about what's coming out this week it, like we said it's man I can't believe it there's only two weeks left in 2018, baby. Two weeks. And this week, there's Crazy. a few things. Yeah, there's a few things coming out this week, but obviously the big stuff is not rocking this week. But we do have Nippon Marathon, whatever that is. 
Oh, okay. Somebody, that sounds somebody, like Amos Khan on a weekend. Yeah, somebody <laughs> sent me an email about this game. Apparently, it's like Takeshi's Castle. Yes, and it's from like a top-down sort of like angle yeah. perspective. It looks absurd. I'm actually interested. I kind of want to play it, but I heard it's like a like it's really focused on the four-player local. Oh no! So, but the the the, the press release I got did say, "Hey, this is also." Um, like there's a single player campaign, okay. so I'm hoping it's cool. I'm gonna check it out. Uh, it's hitting Xbox, PS4, PC, so I'll get a code for it probably on Friday for the ID games. But yeah, I'm I'm interested in checking that out. Speaking of stuff coming to Xbox this week, a couple games um, that have been out on PlayStation for a while. Uh, Sundered is coming to Xbox this week. If you've not played that game, I really like that game. That's the second game, or that's the new game for the people that did Jotun? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's like a 2D hack and slash um, with a really, really, really awesome art. If you've ever seen Jotun, like the art style in that game, like imagine that taken up another level. It's a really, really neat game. Also, Road Redemption is finally hitting Xbox this week. The the one I talked about a few weeks ago, the Road the Rash. The better one. <laughs> yes, the Road Rash style game. Uh, Beats Fever, whatever that is. Uh, Cook Serve Delicious Two. Uh, Dream yeah. Wa- Dream Walker. Gun Club VR. Else. Okay. One One Word Pogi. I feel like I've said that before. What's a What's a Pogi? I don't know. P O W G I. Whatever that is. Skin Tilatron Forty Ninety Six. Okay. Uh, a collection of DLCs are hitting this week. The new Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh, DLC called The Pillar. Uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2, Back to Ubersyke. And finally, 2B is coming to Soul Calibur 6 on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Hellfront Honeymoon. R-Type Dimensions EX is hitting PS4 this week. I believe it's already oh, on Switch. Yes. Uh, Raised... VR Apocalypse, and another DLC dropping on Friday, Marvel Spider-Man, The Silver Lining, The Final Pack. Um, yep, I plan on, uh, once once that's out, I plan on just picking up that thing, probably after Christmas and playing through all of them at once. Yeah, I, yeah, need, to go back and, I need to go back and play it. Like, I started the first DLC, but I haven't made it very far through it. So, Any idea how long they all are together? I don't know together. I'm hearing each one is about one to two hours. Oh, that's not too bad. Probably the best amount of time for the, the like it, I I feel like it would be a little bit much to go through that world over and over and over and over again in DLC because I don't think the world changes very much, right? From what I've played yeah. so far, it hasn't been a monster change, but yeah, it's it's just going around that same area. Um, also, this week is Rain World. Is that on Switch? PS4 and Switch, I believe. Uh, must be oh, physical version. I was gonna say Rain World's been out for a while. That was that came out I think the same year as uh, Headlander. Um, are we sure? Because I thought this was a new release. I mean, um, it might have come out on PC. No, no, Rain World. Yeah, Rain World came out uh, on in twenty. It came out last year. Sorry. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So Rain World, I think has maybe it's coming vision. to Switch just this week. 
Hold on. I'm going to check limited. For some reason, the limited run stuff shows up in your new releases. Um, but is... Yeah, Rainworld Rain World is getting a physical release on PS4 on limited lim, like on limited run um, in on Friday. So that's huh. where. Um, okay. Also, I... one thing I was really disappointed that didn't come up on our new releases from limited run. They did a limited run version of uh, Jack and Dax for the Precursor Legacy for PS4. Yeah, that's a weird thing because that thing's super expensive and you can get it for like five bucks digitally. Yeah, it was like one of those. I would have just liked the physical disc of that but it's weird because when i went sony just press discs i'm not really sure whatever i mean sony's not gonna i'm i'm gonna be real fair about this limited run does what they do because they only print what they're gonna sell whereas sony would have to print what they think they're gonna sell you know that's fair so uh donut county is also dropping on everything else this week and as divine hearts 2 which is another one of those Chemco RPGs. Is it? Oh, the, RP, the RPG Maker RPGs! Yeah. <laughs> They've already released like I four, just, four of the, those. The concept of Chemco uh, <laughs> is just awesome to me. Uh, lots of stuff on Switch. Again, it's the Indie Apocalypse for Nintendo Switch this year. We've got Cluedo, Firewatch, which, God, I feel like that game is already out on Switch, but it is not. It is out this week. That uh, game, that game was all right. I think it was interesting. Um, I'm not really looking forward to their next game, which I'm assuming is going to be more of similar stuff. But uh, if you haven't played that, I'd take a look if you like a narrative that's interactive. I own it. Have never booted it up. It's 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 interesting because of how like I, there's a podcast uh, called Up Up Down Down. Which is not the one from Xavier Woods from WWE. It's uh, from two developers that used to be at the Prototype Studio. God, what's uh, whatever that company was called in Vancouver that did a bunch of Activision stuff. Um, they made Prototype and uh, Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Anyways, um, and that game, like the amount of dialogue, like where you are in that world will change dialogue options. It's insane how much work is in a very short game like that but the fact is like when you're talking because it's kind of like all done through a radio you can choose to not respond and that game will change the rest of the game based off like one response um it's a neat little sort of story so uh hyper ride vector raid coloro mana spark wonder shot donut county which we've already talked about sheltered Raised, I don't. I, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I'm just rattling through these because I don't know half of these. Uh, Awe, bring them home. Cake Laboratory, Cronus Arc, Fungi Puzzle, Fungi Explosion. Guess the character. Horizon Shift eighty one. Kingmaker Rise to the Throne. Leopoldo Mancusil, I don't know. Nightshade, Reversia. Nightshade. Nightshade. Wasn't that the name of the Shinobi? Sequel, yes it is. I was was about to say, it shouldn't be allowed, because that was (laughs) already a game. Uh, The Keep, uh, 
Viviette Worldwide Adventure, the collection. Clouds and Sheep 2. Man, the Switch got all kind of games. Uh, Dino- we're calling these? <laughs> Dynamite games? Fishing, the world games. <laughs> Dynamite Fishing was a mobile game, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been released like everywhere. Uh, Sundered, which we talked about earlier, and Windjammers. So, there's... Is Windjammers coming to Switch now, or is that another physical? It might be physical. I don't fucking yeah, okay. know. Like, there's too many releases of Windjammers now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be real honest with you. Uh, nothing for 3DS this week, as per usual, and now we get to do the PC games. Come on, y'all. Do, you say that one. like it's a fun thing. Hey, baby, first game right off the bat. You ready? Here we go. It's called Dots Pop, colon, Sexy Hentai Girls. <laughs> I wish I wish the person that made that game, their computer exploded in their face. There's two hentai puzzle games. There's hentai, hexa, hentai hexapuzzle and hentai puzzle, in parentheses, Nekopuru. I, I hope that they'd have to call like their equivalent of 911 um, and... <laughs> And have to explain that their face was burnt off because they were making a hentai game and their computer exploded because it couldn't handle the fact that it was being forced to do shitty things like that. Fuck. Uh... <laughs> I fucking hate these people. Uh, here's one. This is not hentai, so you're okay. It is Samurai in Africa. Okay. <laughs> um. The Seduction of Shakira in VR. Okay. Uh, okay. A movie oh, called... Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Everybody that has Steam needs to just... Needs to look up Samurai in Africa. We've got... Uh... It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, man. This might be the best one I've seen yet. Panty Slide. What was that? Panty Slide. Oh God! No! <laughs> oh man, I oh, love I love Steam. No, wait, wait! <laughs> I love Steam. It's a VR title, and you you have to. Oh my God! Man, there's a, I, you know I, I'm I'm gonna tell you this right now. I've skipped four games with the word hentai in them. You okay? Three girls are only. <laughs> <laughs> Three girls are waiting for you at the tip of the floor. Fill the gauge, launch the sled, and raise your head. What do you see? Is this panty? That's right. It's an upskirt simulator. <laughs> Holy shit. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, this fucking store is crap. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of Steam, Epic Game Store is launched, and they're giving away free games, like, every week. Yeah, but not your your hentai games. No, you don't get the hentai games for free. Uh, here's an w- interesting one. Dishonored 2 got an update this week with a patch that added a new mode, uh, black and white mode. Yeah, it like, but the re- the blood is still red. Yes. So yeah, I bet that that's looks pretty awesome. I bet that's really cool to play. Uh, da, 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 da. We already talked about two bees. Great. Two oh. bees dropping on Tuesday. I said, pray got DLC. Yeah, pray got DLC. Uh, first rumored guest character from Mortal Kombat 11 is Spawn. 
I guess Todd, Todd McFarlane, yeah. Yeah, Todd McFarlane out there talking about that. I mean, okay. it feels like he should have been in Mortal Kombat at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nintendo uh, NES and SNES Classics are ending production at the end of the year, so if you want one of those, might want to grab one. Don't worry, there's still a bunch of PlayStation Classics on the store shelves. That thing got hacked, by the way, this week. Yeah, it's now fully... Yeah, it's like... like stri- now it's e- much easier to do. It's like straight up plug in a USB drive, you can play whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Um, here was an interesting story so Activision Blizzard Blizzard in particular scaled back the development of Heroes of the Storm they also cancelled all of the tournaments related to Heroes of the Storm and put out a new roadmap saying that they would still update the game but it would definitely not be on the same level as it's been in the past so feels like they're really finally kind of giving up on that game. I saw a lot of people talking about this is Activision influence of Blizzard, and I'm like, y'all motherfuckers realize that Activision bought Blizzard like a long time ago, right? Yeah. It might just be that Heroes of the Storm is not quite doing Blizzard numbers, let's say. (laughs) So... I don't know. It's always sad to see a game kind of scale back. Um, Heroes of the Storm definitely got a following, but it never reached those Dota 2 and League of Legends style numbers. So, if you if you don't remember, you know, um, uh, MOBAs used to be the Battle Royale of this generation. Everybody Thank was making, God they're not. Everybody was making one. You know, at least at least the battle royale games. As much as you, most times you'll drop in and die right away, um, they're far more accessible than a MOBA. MOBAs are crazy. I've tried to play them a couple times, and I'm like, yeah, this is. Whew. Yeah, I tried to play the Witcher one, and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Those things are crazy. Um, do, 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 do. Is this not a lot of news going on right now? Did you talk? Speaking of Witcher, did you mention the Witcher uh, Monster Hunter thing? Oh yeah, Monster Hunter announced a new expansion. Uh, yeah, crossover, they sure did. Crossover with The Witcher. It's also adding a new area. It's it's weird because Monster Hunter games have always been like had a reputation to give away free DLC, and this is actually paid. Well, it's a whole new continent. Yeah, is my yeah. understanding. So, and the actual The Witcher DLC is different than the um, or The Witcher thing is different than the full DLC. So, like, what is uh, The Witcher thing? Is it like a storyline? Do you play as Geralt? I guess. Yep. Yep, basically. It's a storyline where you get to play as Geralt, and um, the, uh, uh, I don't know, because I, I thought I read that the, uh, the the actual DLC is not coming out until autumn, but um, the Witcher stuff's coming out in early 2019, so um, my assumption is they're completely separate, but the uh, the Witcher stuff, you know, they put up a teaser trailer, it just looks like a, like a cool mission where Geralt gets sucked into the Monster Hunter World universe through a portal, because everyone knows that he loves portals so much. Oh yeah, he went into Soul and, Calibur, you know. Yeah, well, his <laughs> one of one of his things throughout the books and the games is how much he hates magic portals, and um, so it's kind of a running joke in the series that um, mishaps with portals happen with him. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that uh, he ends up in the Monster Hunter universe through a, a portal misfire. 
but he figures, I guess, while he's there, he might as well hunt some monsters because that's what he does. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I'm, I'm really, obviously anything with Geralt in it, I'm looking forward to, but especially with, when it's attached to one of my favorite games of the year, um, it's extra appealing to me. So I'm super excited for that. I'm going to have to, I got to get myself, uh, up to level in time so that I can actually, uh, play it. Cause I'm sure it's going to have a level requirement. Oh yeah. Those, those new expansions always have a level requirement. So, but the new, the actual new continent is like a, an ice continent. So should have new ice monsters and stuff like that. Should be pretty cool. Uh, a couple of fighting game pieces. Uh, Capcom Cup is this weekend. They did. They will probably announce the new uh, season four, which as of this recording they have not done. I think it's at noon, so it hasn't happened yet. But they did announce a new uh, fighting game, Grand Blue. By Arc System Works, because you know Arc System Works is just going to make every fucking anime fighter going forward. Um, so they're making a Grand Blue game uh, announced for Japan, PS4, I believe. Uh, and they also have put advertisements in Street Fighter V. How can we make this game worse? I have an idea, sir. So, from what I understand, and I haven't done the research on how this works, apparently you can turn these on or off, so you can actually opt out of them. But if you opt into them, it puts advert like literally it puts advertisements on like characters' tattoos and like their equipment. But you earn more fight money if you have them on. Wow! So you don't have to turn them on, but if you do, you do get a bonus. Which, if I played that game still, I would totally just turn them on because fuck it, who cares? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> this game's been such a mess that like. We need to make our money back. Oh, fucking really? I'm interested to see who's in Season 4 of the Character Pass, truthfully. Can I just say, just remember, wasn't it earlier this year we got the Marvel vs. Capcom? Yeah, that game has been kind of That just... game is dead. Yeah, that's depressing. They have to make their money somewhere to make up for that, too. Oh. Like, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was supposed to be, like, the end-all, be-all. This is going to be the platform going forward for Marvel vs. Capcom. And then they just kind of let that game go. I had heard rumors for a while that they were going to... They, like, put that game back and were just going to overhaul it and, and like, re-release it. Kind of like a... Like, if you still owned it, you would still get it, but it'd be, like, almost like an overhaul patch. Right. But... I guess that's never manifested, which is kind of sad. Because the game played great. Like, say what you will about the business decisions and the characters that they put in that game, but, like, it played great. So, I enjoyed it more than Street Fighter V, but that's just me. Well, it also released as a uh, full game, so... It did, and it had a lot of characters, but I'll tell you this, the DLC for that game was not good. But you know, 2019, new year of fighting games. We get Mortal Kombat 11. We're getting uh, Dead or Alive 6. You know, the Grand Blue Fantasy. Neither of these are Capcom. Yep. I s- think it's funny. I think it's funny how the mighty have fallen. It makes me sad because Street Fighter 4 was fucking amazing. Um, I do not have any emails, so I can jump right in to the Twitter. Do that Twitter. 
Um, Blue Apple Blue says people in France took to the streets because of the 60% carbon tax on fuel. How much tax do you think gamers can tolerate? Do you think gamers will stop gaming instead? Wasn't there a um, a tax on entertainment proposed or like passed recently in one of the states? Yeah, I'm maybe hearing about that. I think there was. Anyway, I I'm gonna be real honest with you. Video games are kind of like cigarettes. Doesn't matter what they charge or what they tax, people still buy them. <laughs> maybe You're not, not as much, but you know, people will still buy them. Yeah. Um. Mookie says, Happy Holidays, everyone. 2018 was a slow interaction from my end because, you know, life. But I hope 2019 can give us all a better year than we have than we already have. Cheers. Good to hear from you, sir. It has been a while. Jeremy says, What is the best gaming-related surprise you've been given or have given for Christmas? I'm trying to think back. I don't think I've ever gotten a console for Christmas. I got one for a birthday. Yeah, same here. Um, Christmas-wise... I'm pretty sure I got my N64 at Christmas, but I don't know if that was a big, big surprise. Um, Yeah, I didn't get my N64 at Christmas. I bought it at launch. The thing was beautiful. It was $199 at launch. It was so good. Um... Yeah, I bought myself this year the PlayStation VR. That was a great surprise. Surprise! Like, <laughs> but no, I, I you know, I, Christmas hasn't been like my birthday's always been because my birthday's in November. So when I was a kid, that's when I would get my video games because that's when they all freaking came out. So I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything for Christmas. Yeah, I don't have anything for Christmas either. I think the best thing i've got was i got my game boy advance for like the original game boy advance for a birthday and then i got an sp uh for a later birthday like that's about all i can think of though uh video games for gamers wants to know which is a more pure gaming experience console or pc gaming there's like no difference nowadays uh, n- neither, because they're not played with analog equipment. Um, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I, I don't know what he means by pure. Yeah, like... Um, what is pure supposed to mean? Like, uh, like the PC... I'd argue the PC stuff... Or, like, the video games we play now, if we're going to talk about, like, pure gaming experience, these are totally different from, like, what used to be... A, like, the PC, which is, like, what the consoles are based off of now is a totally different beast than it was when it was a DOS computer or even early windows. Like there's, you just, you click a thing and then you have it. And the originals, like you had to sit there, like the install wizard would go, you have to find the directories and basic stuff. It's it's weird because it it feels like PCs become more streamlined while consoles have gotten more complicated. Oh, for sure. They have. It's such um, a weird thing now because when you boot up, like when you buy a console game now, your thought is not, man, I'm going to go home, pop this in and play. You're like, man, I'm going to go home, pop this in, download a patch. Install, yeah. Yep, download the patch. <laughs> yep. 
It's like, come on, man. Like, you know, say what you want about these classic consoles, like the SNES and the, and the PlayStation. But, like, I boot that son of a bitch up, I hit go, and that motherfucker goes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what you're asking. Like, I don't know what he's asking by pure. You know? Super Nintendo. Argue, like, Super old, Nintendo old... is the purest console ever made. Yeah, like I'd say that like the original, like old DOS of having to like confirm that you actually own the game by using whatever little thing that came with the the what game. What about the Commodore? Remember the Commodore had like yep. the the chart in there that you had to. Like... Yeah, those are that's yeah. Like yep. you had to find the right column and row. Yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> what if you lost yeah, I... that? Like, it's stuff like that that I'd say, like, the PC is so far away from. And then, yeah, now you don't even plug in a... Con- like, you can't even pop in a game and have it just play. So, um... The, yeah, there's literally nothing you can just pop in. Like, even the Switch, which uses cartridges, most of those games need a patch before yep. you can start playing them. I guess if like you didn't the... connect to the internet, you wouldn't have to download it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, it's kind of a strange question for me. I don't like if you're asking what I prefer, you know, PC Master Race or like consoles. It's consoles because at the end of the day, I don't want to sit there and figure out what's the best performance that I can get out of a video game. That's a lot of work, depending on how well it detects. You know, like how where can I push the 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 textures and how much foliage can I get away with without it, you know, crashing the consoles. Generally, there's a few games that don't do a very good job of that. They've done that work for me, which I'm willing to pay a little bit more for. Like that, I prefer that over like you know figuring it all out. But at the same time, I know some people like that, so it, it's just that that's the only difference I'd find between them now. But it depends on the game. Like it doesn't matter where I play it. If I can get it for cheap, I will. Yeah. I'd... I don't, I don't, that's it's just, I don't know, tying that to PC or consoles feels like, feels like a weird tie to me. Like, I, for me, a pure, if someone asked me to define a pure gaming experience, my thought wouldn't be, well, let's see, am I thinking about Super Nintendo or am I thinking, my thought would just be pure gaming experience would be getting my game, getting my hands on a game that I've been hyped to play and getting two uninterrupted hours to just play it. Yeah. Like that That's like, that's how I would define it and whether that's on PC or console or anything else doesn't really doesn't really matter. I have had in my life what I would define as pure gaming experiences on everything. So it's hard for me to define it that way. Such a weird question. <laughs> okay. Uh, Blue Apple Blue says, "Do you think independent game journalists are becoming more powerful than cooperative media?" Do you think the far right is rising with it? The Wall Street Journal exposed PewDiePie as a Nazi. Vox.com exposed his ties to white supremacy groups. And Verge did similar things and he still passed 76 million subs. (laughs) This whole PewDiePie Uh, thing that's going on is just cracking me up. If you're asking me if I think the far right is on a rise and there are a considerable amount of them in the gaming community, then my answer to that question is yes. That's, I think, the extent of my opinion on that situation. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It's such a weird world we live in, isn't it? That's honestly quite a pretty awful world. Yeah, no, uh, but it's just... 
I don't know. There's weird things. <sighs> anyway, I, I you know I kind of we didn't. Well, we didn't even get an email from Kara, so that's true. So yeah. like, it could be a lot weirder. That that is very true. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, do you think some gamers can pollute the young mind? Some games may have some deep philosophical concept that may be too difficult for their pure mind. Who is your favorite philosopher? Um, I mean, there are certainly games that I wouldn't let my son play. No way. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't don't know that I have a favorite philosopher. Uh, mine's Mr. T. No, uh... I pity the fool who don't like Pokemon. Uh, I mean, I... Yeah, I... And there's plenty of games yeah, that kids shouldn't play. Um, I mean, I played some of them when I was a kid. Um, but... Uh, like, just trying to think. Like, The Getaway is definitely one that you shouldn't play as a kid. Oops, I definitely did, but um, it's... Uh, I don't know if they corrupt kids. I think the worst that most people will learn is language from like a video game. There's been studies on that. So, and my favorite philosopher is John Locke. So, don't tell me what I can't do. No, no, okay. Uh, Mark says I'm still on chapter four of Red Dead Two. Haven't played for two weeks. I don't know what it is about this great game that is stopping me from wanting to play it. It feels like I have to. I enjoy it when I'm in the zone, but never feel desperate to go back to it. I just wondered how much silence you get after that question. Yeah, probably a little bit. <laughs> I, you know, I felt like that about games, for sure. I'm going through it. I haven't been back to Red Dead since I originally booted it up. Red Dead is an yeah. is an overwhelming game because it's one of those games that you know when you sit down to play it, you need a few hours. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's not something you can play in a five-minute stretch. No, because five minutes... But dude, you ain't even got out of camp yet. Yeah. <laughs> that, is a, that is a Herculean effort to get through that game. It's a big enough. But I, so I, I, I can't sympathize with that for Red Dead because I can't. I find myself thinking about wanting to play it when I'm not playing it. So, yeah, I was on, I was on the train for about a month uh, from the time I got that game. I finished it, and even after finishing it, I wanted to be back in that world for a while. Just even if I was just riding around searching houses, it was just there's something about that game. Yeah. Uh, Last tweet comes from Justin the Third, who just says, "Boop, <laughs> boop, boop." <laughs> so it's, it, I don't know if he's referencing Overwatch, but there are two characters that say that, and I spam those voice lines whenever I'm in the the spawn area before the match. They starts. say boop. Yeah, Lucio says boop, and uh, Sombra says boop. Wow. Lucio says it because he boops people off the edge with his secondary fire. And Sombra says it when she touches you on the nose after she hacks you. She says, boop. Man, don't ask, okay? Overwatch is a weird... There's a monkey with an electricity gun, okay? He is an ape? Sorry. His name is Winston? Yes. 
But we, you know, we have like nicknames for all the characters in the game. So like when you're calling them out when you're playing, and his has always been Monkey. And I know that he is an ape, but his nickname is Monkey. Just saying. Junkrat Junkrat is Junk. Makes sense. Yeah. Roadhog is Hog. We used to call him uh, Fatty. (laughs) He's very large. (laughs) We've gone more PC with it now. (laughs) I had to clean up my act. Oh, God. oh! We used to call him Fatty, and now we do it behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> when when he's not around, we 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 still call him Fatty, you know. But no, that's all. That's all the tweets we have this week. It's a uh, it's a relatively quiet week. I I did want to yeah, mention it's close to Christmas, man. It is. I did want to mention that I finally started like um the DC Universe put up the trailer for the series or the season finale of uh, Titans. So I started. I finally started watching it since it's finished now, and I wanted to binge it. And I got four episodes in last night. That is a quality television show. I am. It's not like cringy. It seems cringy. It seems no. cringy a lot. Cringy. It's it's not really cringy to me at all. I mean, maybe I'm skewed on my Biased. vision, of, but I like I'm enjoying. Like, there's definitely fan service episodes. Like episode four was all about the Doom Patrol, and if you don't watch or read DC comics, you have no idea who the fucking Doom Patrol is. But to see them in a live-action TV show was really cool. Um, and I like where they're going with the story. Like, I like the characters in the show. I'll be interested to see where it ends up. For sure. I, I just... I meant cringy in a... Edgy sort of tr- way. In a try-hard, edgy, early 2000s n- new metal that. way. I suppose Post-grunge there is... Post-grunge cringe. I, I suppose there is some of that. Uh, it is very, very, very violent. Like, there is definitely a lot of blood in the show. <laughs> and there's a lot of swear words. This is not something you want your kids to watch. This isn't the Teen Titans. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess there's some. Uh, we got some tweets while I was vamping, though. Okay. Nice. Dustin says, so Panzer Dragon 1 and 2 are getting remakes... Let's hope it goes good so we can get Panzer Dragon Saga remade. I really don't want to pay 400 to 600 for some loose discs that I can never get to work properly on my pseudo Saturn. I don't know if we'll get a re- like they'd have to fully remake that game. Like there's no source code left of Saga. Yeah, Saga's one of those games that I feel really needs the remaster or remake treatment. Like they need to but I'm saying like there's there's no chance of even getting that remade. They have to rebuild that game from scratch, which, you know... But then again, we've been begging concerned. Sega to bring Fantasy Star Online 2 to the U.S. for years, and that's never happened, so... But don't worry, they'll they'll repackage Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Star 2, 3, and 4 with every Genesis fucking collection. Same with Kid Chameleon and all these franchises they sit on. Dude, they're selling those things with. piecemeal now. Fantasy Star just released on the Switch. But the, hold week. on, those are... Those are I know what you're talking about. Um, first of all, the first Fantasy Star is not in that Genesis bundle because it's a Master System classic. So if that's the only way you can get Fantasy Star right now, unless you own the um, old 360 PS3 compilation. Um, but that's done by... Oh, God. What, the guys that did the uh, 3D classics for Sega. And they're 
they're actually like they're they go in and they add stuff to those games to make them more playable. They give you a ton of options that are way better. And do not buy that Sega Genesis collection for uh, Switch, especially when some of those games probably will make it out underneath. Um, uh, God, their names on the tip of my tongue, but um, they'll, they'll probably make it out as the classics release, uh, uh, the piecemeal release. Uh, they're doing the Sega Ages. They've already done Thunder Force 5, and they did Fantasy Star, and now they're doing... Blah, 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 what's the next one? Outrun? Yeah, and that'll be a better version of Outrun. Like That's what I'm saying. Like Those single releases, even though they're more expensive, are still going to run better than that Sega Genesis collection. And have more options and all that. I don't know. They I bought the like Sega Genesis there's... collection on Xbox, and I've been perfectly happy with it. Mm. It's fine on the Xbox. There's slowdown issues with the Switch version, apparently. Oh, I hadn't heard that. But yeah. it doesn't shock me because the. I mean, let's talk about that video of Ark Survival Evolved that got out oh. this week for the Switch. Holy shit! They're charging fifty dollars for that. Are you fucking insane? <laughs> that thing looks like it's hard running on an N64. Do you? Like, you know how many times that high part really comes out that games look like they're from the PS2 Yeah, era? no, you're right. There's no textures. They're all blurry. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the model, The model, like, polygon count is low. It, it can't it, be any higher. What was it? What was it? it Shadows dips, disappear and reappear. It dips down to, like, 320p. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Woo, that's that bad. Be, and that and that game arc still isn't fully done. Like a fucking. It's one point oh now. Oh, is it now? Yeah, it, now it's one point oh. It lost well, one point oh last version. It sure is fucking one point No, that. Oof, that's a bad game. Um. He says, I finished the Smash campaign and unlocked everyone. The World of Light goes on forever. Probably the longest fighting game campaign I have ever played. Yeah, I you know I need to go back to that game. The patch just came out this week, one point two, where they finally lowered the difficulty of the later characters that you unlock. Because from what I hear, once you get up to about thirty or forty unlocks, the characters get like stupid fucking hard. And I'm like, that seems counterproductive to being casual, especially since you're making me unlock sixty five characters. Don't make them stupid hard to unlock. Um, went to my local theater and played eight-player Smash Brothers, and it's such a great time. Uh, been playing Soul Calibur Six as well, doing the character stories. They're so they are so fragmented, and some didn't even make much sense on how everything is linked. It's kind of a mess. Welcome to Namco Bandai storytelling. That's my comment yeah. at the end. <laughs> I, I think the best, the best, the if you're playing alone, the best uh, single player campaign, um, in the Soul Calibur games were was uh, in three, where it had this long like choose your own adventure at points, and depending on uh what like the st- like the stats that you'd have at the end of matches, it would send you in different directions, but you wouldn't know because it wouldn't have like the path showing on the map. Um, that was really intense. And then it had also that um, sort of real-time strategy single-player campaign as well. Uh, and I wish uh, the, what is it, weapons mode or weapon master mode. Oh, yeah. Two. 
Soul Calibur 2? Yeah. Uh, also been playing Starlink, and it's fine. I have problems with the traveling through hyperspace and those damn traps. Also, space battles aren't that great if you get crappy luck on the enemy's initial barrage. They can wreck you pretty fast. That's that's a game that's going to be forgotten so fast. It makes me depressed. It's already on sale like, all yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah, we got a really good price on it for my son for Christmas. So. It's a good game, though. It really is a good game. And just launched too late, and it, and it should not have had toys. The shelf. It should not have had toys to life. It should That's not right. have. It should have just been. You know, Nintendo should have locked that up as an exclusive for the Switch. That was just a Star, life. a Star Fox game. No toys. Yeah. No toys because don't you don't know. need them. You don't need That's them. True. That's true. The toys are what make that thing look bad. Because let me let me, from a parent's perspective, if I see something that has toys with it, I don't want anything to do with that shit. It's just, I mean, the, these kids have boxes of Skylanders and Lego Dimensions <laughs> and just Disney Infinity, and it's it's a bad look. It just yeah. is. Um, he says, I played a game called 18 Floors. It's an awesome PSVR game where each floor is a different escape room, and it really oh. makes you think. Only problem is, is there's only two floors right now with more floors coming as free... I hope 16 floors coming as free DLC. But those two floors alone are worth picking it up on sale. Huh, I'm going to take a look. Yeah, um, I, you remember the game we talked about last week, Richie's Plank Experience? It's yeah. That's apparently a VR game that is actually good. <laughs> Alrighty then. Like it's like I heard a couple people talking about that game this week, and I'm like, you mean the one we made fun of? <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. Was it Richie's? Plank Richie's experience? plank experience is the one we talked about last week. He's the game he's talking about. Eighteen floors. floors. Yeah, I got that one. But apparently, what you do with Richie's plank experience is you use the move controllers to pick up planks and set them on things that you oh, no. walk across. Oh. <laughs> I knew as soon as you're like, you pick up planks to put, make space over gaps. Yep, that sounds like a whole lot of nope. I don't know. Um, I can't stress again enough that you know Sony put the VR stuff back on sale this week, so if you have not, if you missed out the first time, here's your next chance. And they just yeah. released the Borderlands Beat Saber bundle. Yeah, did you see oh, the, did you see the, I don't know if it was an error or what, on QVC? Yeah, I saw the tweet about that last. It was at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was eighty nine dollars for that bundle. Yep. Wow. That thing sold out in like ten minutes, though. Yeah, it that it sold out very quickly. I wonder if they're going to honor those. I think I they kind of have. I to. can't imagine they would honor them because I can't imagine it was a legit price. Not for a four hundred dollar bundle. No way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But okay. I looked up Richie's Plank Experience. I'm watching a video. Fuck this. No. No. <laughs> no. No. They have you making... You just step out on a plank, and then you fall down a building. What? I would want to do this. No. This is... I have a fear of heights, too. No, I'm good. No, but if you missed that on the first time, you can get the Astrobot Moss Bundle right now for $199. And man, it is so worth it. The Astrobot alone is a good game. I've heard Moss is great. I have it sitting here. I bought it and I played through the first level, and it's it's neat. But like after, like Moss is a game you should play before Astrobot. 
Because if, yeah. if you play it after, it doesn't seem nearly as cool as it did before. <laughs> like, Astrobot's just, like, a whole new level of platformer in VR. Like, it's just unbelievable. It's so good. Anyway, that is all the tweets. That is all the news. That is all the video games. Merry motherfucking Christmas if we don't see y'all next week. One more thing. Go ahead. I just yeah. Are we doing the uh, one anyone, more thing? Yes, one, one more thing. One if more? Uh, you don't have Netflix, I don't know who doesn't, but uh, and you want to watch the Castlevania series, uh, season one is out on DVD or DVD and Blu-ray. What is DVD? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. Out of, listen, <laughs> if I know what DVD is, and I'm 26. Here's, I know you know what DVD well, is. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm, I I know a lot of people know this about I'm a huge Family Guy fan. Like, it's probably my favorite comedy show of all time. They still refuse to put those on Blu-ray. That's dumb. So, I own every season that's been released on DVD. And it's the only thing that I still buy on DVD. Because it's the only thing available. So I literally just bought, what was it, season whatever it is, 19 or 20. Like, I just bought that on DVD. <laughs> I bought a DVD in 2018. <laughs> it's fucked up. And I'll tell you this, I booted it, like, I turned it, the only reason I buy them is because they're uncensored. And, like, even the Hulu versions are not, most of them are not uncensored, so I buy them so I can see the stuff that they cut out for TV. And when I have to watch those things in DVD, it is painful. Like, the resolution of a DVD on a 4K TV is just awful. Oh my god. Whew. But anyway, that's the show. Merry Christmas. Hope you get everything you ask for. Unless you've been bad, Drew. Absolutely. No, I even want Drew to get everything he asked for. I already Hope know what he got. Cold, for, Drew. I already know what he got for Christmas because he already got it. Yeah, I know. Me too. Uh, <laughs> but what anyway, he got a 4K. His wife bought a 4K TV. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. So he's finally got a 4K TV in his office that he plays video games on. And then didn't he trade in for an X? Yeah, he bought an X, yeah. and he got to play his first game in 4K. And he's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, if we don't have a show next week, definitely have a good Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays. It's been a great year for video games. It looks like 2019 shaving up to be an even better year for video games, which is yep. crazy. But that's it for this week. Uh, so enjoy. And maybe the year. It, it's, yeah. it's possible because the episode after that would be on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And, you know... I did record a Phoenix Down last year on New Year's Eve. And let's just say I started with a bottle of whiskey <laughs> and I finished the show without a bottle. If you've never listened to that episode, you should probably listen. It's for Metal Gear Solid 5. And uh, <laughs> I started the show with a bottle of whiskey and ended the show without a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm okay with getting smashed <laughs> it, like around noon on a Sunday. 
Oh no, we recorded it at night. It was at like oh, well, I think it was like I'm, six or seven my o'clock. Point still stands. <laughs> but if you haven't listened to that episode, that is a fun because Drew starts recognizing that I'm getting drunker throughout the show, and it's it's pretty fun. Like at some point, I'm like, I like Metal Gear Solid Five. It's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what would have given it away that you were drunk. <laughs> but anyway, that's it for the show this week. Enjoy your time. Stay inside, drink some cocoa. Peace out, Bertrus. Peace. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.